Hello and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host, and OMG, today's episode is going to blow your mind. In case there are any men that listen, y'all might not want to listen today. Actually, it would really serve you to listen to support the women in your life. But ladies, this is gold, pure gold. I get to interview former client and just insane, magical woman, Maya Basic. She's a feminine leadership and embodiment coach. She mentors and guides high achieving women with big missions to align their lives and businesses with the rhythms of the natural world. That's the seasons, the lunar cycles, and their menstrual cycles. And she guides them to live and lead deeply connected to their inner wisdom. From misaligned relationships, substance abuse, eating disorders, and piecing together dance and yoga teaching jobs to just make 20 to 25K per year to now the soul nourishing six figure coaching business, conscious partnership, and feeling healthy, radiant, and unconditionally trusting of her intuition. Maya is determined to teach as many women as possible about the power, creativity, and magic accessible to them when they stop playing by the rules of a game that were never set up to support them in the first place and start speaking the language of their body and reclaiming their sacredness as women. Like, OMG, just that bio gets me fired up. We literally touch on everything, cycles. We touch on the seasons. We touch on how to bring that into your business. We talk about how to truly support yourself. We talk about morning routines. We talk about feminine embodiment, leadership, literally all of the things. I really, really highly suggest you listen to this one. You take notes. I took so many notes during this and definitely take a screenshot, share it with your friends on social media, tag us in it. And as always, if you like this podcast, please leave a rating and review it. We'd be so grateful. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Maya Basic, girlfriend, I'm so excited you are here. Feminine leadership and embodiment coach, friend, former client, goddess. <laughs> oh, welcome, magic sister. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much, Sam. I'm so happy to be here. I can't wait. You have so much knowledge and so much good insight and info specifically for women in entrepreneurship that like, I I just know today is going to be full of amazing things. So before we get into your magic, can you tell us who you are, where'd you come from and what you do now? Yes. Yeah. All right. So you said it, I'm a feminine leadership and embodiment coach. I've been doing this work for two-ish years. My journey was dancer, dance educator, yoga teacher into teaching what I called off the mat yoga, which was really coaching. I just didn't uh, know how to like call it that at the time into what I'm teaching now. So it's all really been about being in the body, um, practices of coming home to ourselves, 
Um, and so that's really like where I make that yoga and coaching connection is it's all a practice of, of coming home to ourselves. And I've had a long journey with that. A lot of peeling back the layers, a lot of playing small my whole life, a lot of sort of like following somebody else's roadmap and then a deep um, reckoning <laughs> at my Saturn return, which is like exactly when you and I worked together. And there was this sort of... Um, I wrote about it recently. It's like, I could no longer ignore the misalignments in my life, like settling for misaligned relationships and misaligned work and completely disconnected from the wisdom of my body and doing everything I could to like numb out my own inner wisdom. And there was a big sort of crash and burn period that happened. I call it, I bowl in a China shop to my life. So like I cleared away everything <laughs> and started from scratch and really like followed these sparks of, okay, like what lights me up and what do I want to do today? And what makes me feel alive in my bones and building, you know, a brand new life for myself, um, that I'm living now, which is so, so fun. You can ask me anything like more about that too, if you want. Uh. So good. So I, my Saturn return for anyone that doesn't know, that's like between the yeah. age of like 27 to 30. And it's when Saturn makes its full revolution since, since you're the day you were born, right? It takes, it takes that 27 to 30 ish years. It's a, yeah. 29.5. Exactly. So yeah, it's like in that 27 to 30. Yeah. And that's when, that's when for me, I literally realized, oh my gosh, I'm in a marriage that is, is suffocating. I don't have any friends anymore. I don't even want to have children anymore, which is weird. Cause I always wanted kids. And it was just that, that day, literally that wake up of like, oh fuck, this is not the life I want to be living. And, and my, my life completely shifted and flipped. And they say a lot of people, that's why you, a lot of people get married around that time or they get divorced around that time, like massive shifts happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I know that there's other people that are like, oh my God, is that why that crazy thing in my life happened? Yeah. So when I tell clients about that, they're like, oh my God, like that lines up perfectly with this massive thing that happened in our life. So it's really cool. Cause we're like being influenced by all of this astrology, whether we know it or not. Um, and the Saturn return is a massive reckoning, like a massive sort of get you back on the right track of your soul's journey and like your purpose here. Mm, it's, uh, it's so good. I geek out on that stuff. Like I don't teach it, but I'm a student of it and I could talk about that for hours, but I want to get into really what your special sauce is, but I want to start with this idea of coming home. Cause you mentioned, um, being in the body and coming home to your body. Can you explain what that means? And how do you know if you're like not in your body, how do you come home to your body? Um, I know we have a lot of listeners that are moms, that are business owners, that are women that do it all. Like they're powerful, they're busy. And I know a lot of us tend to be out of our bodies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, and I think sort of the way that we've been programmed to sort of like get ahead in life is to ignore our bodies, um, is to ignore our rhythm. So the way that I really teach it, I mean, there's, there's the route we can go down, like your connection to your inner wisdom, your intuition, that voice from within you. And then there's the connection to the cycles and the rhythms of the natural world and how we're connected there. And that's really what I get lit up about teaching and, and practicing and leading. So everything in our natural world is rhythmic and follows the same exact rhythmic blueprint, whether it's the seasons or the moon or our hormonal cycle. So our body has this like 
inner blueprint, this inner knowing of living in this rhythmic way and ebbing and flowing and moving through these four distinct energies. Um, and, you know, over the past, however many thousands of years, we've gotten so disconnected from that inner wisdom. So there is this sort of like our body knows, but especially as women, we've been sort of like trained to do it the man's way or even, um, finding sort of like pride in doing it the man's way, right? And so we cut off that inner wisdom. We cut off the way that we are designed to move cyclically. We cut off our connection to our bleed. We cut off our connection to all of these sort of natural forces. So when we start practicing realigning in that way is this sort of like um, dropping back into this groove of like, oh, like this, this is what it's meant to feel like, or like this feels so familiar on some kind of like soul body level. This feels so familiar because now we're finally moving and breathing and ebbing and flowing and expanding and contracting with the natural world, the way, the way we were meant to. Mm, so how do you, how does a woman know if she's out of touch? What are the signs that she's not connected? Hmm. So there is this like constant dialogue coming from within us. And I have experienced this and see clients with this either you can't hear it, right? Like there is no inner dialogue coming from you except for the inner dialogue coming from your mind, which sounds a lot different. It's a whole different sort of tone of voice. It says different stuff. It's very fear-based versus this sort of like in our womb, inner knowing that's a gentle nudge. And it's a like, hey, go here. Like, hey, this feels right. So there's either like complete numbing out. We can't even hear it. Or, and I've had experiences with this, it's like a, it comes up and we say, go away. Like we like stuff it down. We're like, shut up. Like, I can't listen to you right now. Um, and so we end up being in these situations where it's like, <clears throat> we're not nourished, right? Like we're disconnected from our inner wisdom. If we, if we're in a relationship that isn't nourishing if we're in a job that isn't nourishing, if we're in situations that are asking us to sort of like be something or someone that we're not there is this like massive, massive disconnection. I think also a really great way to like, um, you know, we can even like talk about it with eating, right? Like intuitive eating where we listen to our body and we know those signals. It's like our body saying, Hey, eat this, this feels good. I'm full versus just having no idea what our body needs. Um, I think it's impossible to be connected to your inner knowing to that inner wisdom. If you're not actually in the practice, like daily of dropping into the body like this takes a lot of a lot of maintenance and it doesn't have to be maintenance like oh this is this other thing I have to do right but like it takes a lot of fine-tuning and a, and a constant being in the practice there is no okay like I'm connected now I don't have to do these practices anymore um but yeah if you're not consciously taking time every day to drop in to be with yourself if there's always something in the background right it's like every time you're doing something you have a podcast on you have the tv on you have whatever right that's kind of like we want to pause and be like hmm do i even give myself time to speak like do i even give my body time to speak to me oh okay maya there's so many things in there number one that idea of maintenance literally today <laughs> i had to drop my car off at the dealership because the battery was dead. Like literally I had to jump my car. It was a whole big thing. I need to replace my batteries. And here's the thing I've been ignoring that the light has been on my dashboard yeah. for like <laughs> four weeks. And it's so interesting when you said maintenance, my, my initial reaction was like negative connotation. Like, Oh, I've got to take my car in for maintenance. 
However, the way that I'm hearing you talk about it is literally like a car. Like we have these signs that we're out of touch, that we're not paying attention. And how can we find a way to make the quote unquote maintenance feel good and not be this hard thing, like taking your car to the dealership? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to speak to that. This is, um, I think about this a lot in Capricorn season, which we're in right now and we're recording it. I'm a Capricorn sun and a big piece of Capricorn is sort of like the daily practices, the daily rituals. And a lot of us have a big, like hard rejection to that. Right. And it feels like this negative connotation with maintenance. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We fall in love with that. Right. There's a way to fall in love with it. I mean, from even the wording, like how you describe it, like I call it self-leadership practices or like CEO embodiment practices or like goddess embodiment practices. So even the way we sort of talk about it down to making it a really beautiful um, experience where all five senses are tuned in, right? Like if you see behind me, it's like, actually you can't see that, but I sit on this like furry white rug every morning when I pull my cards, when I meditate, when I do my tapping, when I do my affirmations, I've got crystals around me. Like I wear clothes that feel really good. Um, there's this pause. There's this, like, how can I curate a really yummy experience in these daily practices and rituals, not just have it be something that I have to check off. I think it also is almost like, and I know you've talked about this before. It's like, if you don't go to the gym ever, going to the gym feels like this like really hard thing to do. And then once you start going and you realize how good it makes you feel, you're like, of course I want to go to the gym, right? Like, cause I know that this sort of fills me up or realigns me in some way. So maybe in the beginning, it does feel a little bit box checky. Maybe in the beginning it is like, okay, got to do this stuff. But the more you do it, like the more yummy it feels in your body, the more you realize oh, like I need this every morning. I feel it when I don't do my practices in the morning, I feel it throughout the whole entire day. So maybe there is a little, ugh, like a little edge we got to get over to get into it. Um, but there's no way once you start, you're not going to fall in love with these daily maintenance practices, quote unquote, right? Or we can call them something that feels so much better, of course. Yeah, I loved what you said. You said the self-leadership practices. Yeah. Love yeah. that phrase. Hey girl, we're going to take a second right now to remind you that you are meant for more. If you are done struggling, if you're done dealing with comparison, self-judgment, if you're done with mediocrity, maybe your life's great, but you're just ready for your next level, then I have an amazing opportunity for you. I want to share with you my full out mentorship, a three-month program designed to help you increase your confidence and unlock the powerhouse you were always meant to be. It's designed to support you in gaining clarity and vision so you can sprint into your next chapter. It's designed to help you stop giving a fuck what other people think so you can show up as your biggest, boldest self. It's designed to support you in prioritizing your health so you can balance your busy life and feel good in your body. It is designed to help you have it all in your health, in your business, and your relationships. It is selling out fast, so make sure you click the link below, apply, fulloutlifecoaching.com, apply to Today, and I can't wait to get on an application interview with you and see where you get to be in three months. Your dream life is waiting. So mm -hmm. if someone doesn't have a ton of time and mm -hmm. they're a busy mom and they're working a million jobs, like what, how much time does it have to take? And what would be like the simplest, easiest practices to start with, um, for the beginner? So good. So good. And I just talked to clients about this yesterday because it's true, right? It's like, 
I don't have any kids. I'm my own boss. I can take three hours in the morning to do a morning ritual. And a lot of people can't do that. And so there's almost this like, well, if I can't do it for three hours, I can't do it at all. If I can't meditate for a half an hour, I can't meditate at all. So if you have, right, if you have one of those lives where it's like, you don't have the time, right? Like there's no time, even just five breaths, right? Like even just, and I, and I like to do this in the transition moments, right? So it's like, you're driving to work. Instead of just parking your car and running right into work, you park your car, you turn it off, you take five breaths, you arrive there, you arrive in your body, especially when we come home from work, you know, instead of like bringing the whole entire, the day with us into our home, like take a second, breathe, drop into the body, even like changing your clothes. I've been doing this in the evenings because I've been feeling like, man, like my, my work requires me. Yeah. To like, kind of be in my masculine a little bit, like I'm holding space and I'm doing the thing. And then in my relationship and at night and at home, I want to be in my feminine. So taking a shower and changing my clothes and like letting my hair out, like amazing. Um, the breath is so important. The hand over the heart, hand over the belly, taking five breaths, just being like, Hmm, I say like, as if we're activating and like calling those two wisdom centers online, right? Like we like invite them to turn up the volume a little bit. And we just ask like, what's here for me? Is there any teaching? Not, is there any teaching from my mind, but is there any teaching from my body? And like little things like that we can, you know, I talked about this yesterday, like not fucking around with this either though. It's not like, okay, I'm going to take 15 minutes to like rest, but I'm really going to be on my phone and I'm going to be, it's not like that, right? If we only have a little bit of time, we make it so potent, no screens, like no distractions. Maybe it's five minutes, but five minutes of potent time with you is just as valuable as like five hours of time, even more valuable, I think. That is so great because I, I definitely am going to take that shift about shifting your clothes because I, mm-hmm. I work from home. I'm like you. And I, and I actually do think in today's world, there's a lot of people that's work experience has shifted. So for those of us that work from home, I always talk to my boyfriend. I'm like, he has the drive home to decompress, to shift and, and I can find myself going right from work to a meeting to start cooking dinner. And then we're sitting down and and like, I can feel the tension in my body and it doesn't feel good. And so I've, I've been really aware of that, but I love this idea of taking a shower or taking a walk around the block or changing my clothes and putting down my hair. I love that. So thank you for that. And, um, there was something else that you said that now is, is blanking for me. Oh, 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 turning everything off. Like the silence is something that I absolutely love yeah, and it's, it's a pet peeve of mine when I like visit someone's house and like the TV's on while we're trying to have a conversation is I experience this with my family a lot where I'm like, can like, I want to be present with you. Can we turn off all the extra noise, the music, the TV, the, the extra stuff. And, yeah. um, presence is something that I really value and, I think it's an interesting question to ask ourselves is when we're alone, are we distracting? Are we numbing? Are we splitting our focus? Which to me, like as, as a mindset coach and as a success coach, I'm like, well, that's your ego keeping you from actually achieving everything that you can. Um, from your perspective, I love that it's, it's the space of not allowing the intuition to speak. And I mean, it's one in the same. Right. And it can be scary. Like I absolutely spent most of my life having a really scary experience with myself. Like when I was just alone with my thoughts, like that, I was mean, it was dark in there. Right. And so I would do everything I could because 
to, to not be in that space because it was not a good space to be in. So I think there's like a bit of that, that we get to sort of like hold with a lot of compassion. And it's like, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it is. And we're like, Oh fuck, like, what am I going to find if I'm by myself? Right. But a big part of the practice is being with the stuff that's scary too. So I like to talk to my clients about like 15 minutes of being, and it's like, you put it on your calendar. It's like a date with you, 15 minutes of being, it's different than reading or on your mat. It's different than meditation because in meditation, right, we're invited to sort of like let the, let the thoughts float by and not grab hold of, of any of them. And this, it's like, sure, like take, let your thoughts take you. And if they take you to, this is so stupid, I should be doing something so much more valuable. Like what's the fucking point? I hate this. That's amazing. That's like amazing information because that's sort of like pointing you or nudging you in the direction of where there's growth and healing and integration to do. So this time with us doesn't have to look like, ah, like I'm so relaxed and I'm like, you know, surrounded by like flower petals and whatever. Like it doesn't have to look like that. It gets to just like, look like meeting us where we are, meeting ourselves where we are and, and loving that and knowing that that gives us the little breadcrumbs of like, hmm, there's some work to do here. Hmm, there's some integration to do here. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like we've already gotten so many nuggets of wisdom, but I really want to dive into what your, your other expertise is. And this is something that I don't see a lot of people teaching on, which is why I'm so excited to have you here. And that's really looking at the seasonal mapping, the moon mapping, the sacred cycle mapping, and how it applies to women in business. Like that's, who's listening to this podcast feminine power, like feminine leadership. And so I think in order to really access that, we get to look at leadership in a different way and look at our businesses in a different way that we're not actually taught. So I really would love for you to talk about seasonal mapping, um, because we are still in the beginning of the year and then we'll like shift into the sacred cycle. Totally. All right. So the practice of seasonal mapping that I teach, it's a totally different approach to new year's goals and resolutions, right? Like the whole world is like, all right, January one, like new year, new me hit the ground running, change and overhaul everything in our life, right? Like get into action, do more, add more. And a lot of us feel some friction there. Like if we really tune in, there's some friction and there's even a crazy statistic, which is by the end of January, 75% of people who have set their new year's goals and resolutions fail. And then by the end of the year, 92% of people who have set their January 1st, new year's goals and resolutions fail. So it's only working for 8% of the population, which is like, okay, there's something there, right? Like it's not us. It's the practice itself. And the practice itself is misaligned because it like steamrolls right over nature. The invitation of the winter season, whether you live like I'm in Baltimore, I know you're in California, so you don't get the seasons like we do here, but whether, wherever you live, the invitation of the winter season is rest and renew. It's turn inwards. It's, it's get the foundation, right? It's get right with you. Um, it's do less, right? Like rest more, sleep more. And so seasonal mapping has us looking at the whole year. And this is great for super ambitious, like high achieving women. Cause it's like, well, I want to do all this shit, right? Like I want, I have big goals. I have a huge vision for the year. Amazing. So we look at the whole year. We look at the whole vision for the year. We still get there by the end of the year, but we have the refilling our cup that happens in the winter first so that we move into the the seasons to follow, we move into action, like really um, 
fortified, really fortified and rested rather than burning ourselves out by the end of January or February, and then going through the whole entire year burnt out as well. And there's four distinct energies with the four distinct seasons. So winter, rest and renew, we're sort of like recalibrating, we're going inwards. Spring season is development and action. It's like everything starts to wake back up. And then we really feel the motivation to like, um, put our sort of thinking minds back on and we get into planning and organizing and structuring and all this stuff, summer connection and attraction, magnetism. Like we're really out there doing the things we're collaborating. Um, uh, a lot of our blessings and abundance sort of like flows more easily to us. And then the fall, we sort of turn back inwards. We complete, we let fall away anything we've accumulated that doesn't feel aligned and we get ready to rest again. And so it really is this ebb and flow, this rhythm that again, our bodies are like, oh yeah, this feels good, especially for women because it's literally encoded in our DNA, right? It's our hormonal cycle. Um, this is a beautiful practice that has us again. It's like, it, we get everything done. We just do it in a way that feels really good and sustainable. And we're not burnt out as we're doing it because we've taken the time. There's like nothing more important than getting right with us. We've taken the time to get right with us. And then we move into the action oriented part of the year. Mm, okay. So for someone that I'm like, okay, like me, like I, I felt what you were talking about as far as that, that rest, renew going inward. Like I really, truly felt that in December and honestly the first week of January, but now I feel my energy like wants to go do like how, what are the practices I put in place? How do I honor that and also not burn myself out? Totally. Absolutely. And I think the first thing to say here is like, sure, there's this blueprint that like looks really nice, but the whole point is that you're connecting with you. So if you feel like, wait, this doesn't align for me this season, like, great, you do, you do that. Right. Cause the whole point is to bring you home to you. And then I think what you're saying you know, a lot of people, they're like, oh my gosh, like the whole winter, I have to rest. It's like, no, no, no. You don't have to not do anything the whole winter. There's actually little moments. So if you really want to still feel into that winter energy, but you're feeling activated and like want to go and want to create the new moons and the bleed weeks, you like your period weeks of the winter, that's when the energy really aligns and we can it's like, go, go all in with that then. Right go all in on the new moon week with like super resting, go all in as you're bleeding with resting. Cause that's the way it aligns. I mean, this is really cool. This blueprint overlaps perfectly. So the winter energy is new moon energy is bleeding energy. As we move into the spring, it is first quarter energy. It is follicular energy. So if we can sort of like find the little pockets of winter, new moon bleeding and, and, and really take a step back and rest there, it's that same sort of rejuvenation effect. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So I want you to really go into the cycle mapping because I've, um, delved into this a little bit. So as you're saying that I'm like, Oh, that makes sense for where I am on my cycle right now that I feel this energy. Yeah. So I feel like most of our listeners might be slightly familiar with, um, with mapping our periods, but I feel like a lot of people aren't. Can you give us the overview of the phases, how that affects our businesses and give us just all of the goods? Cause I really believe that every single woman needs to have this information. And I'm just so excited. We get to learn from you. 
Yeah, amazing. So I'm going to talk about the hormonal cycle. And I'll say this first, if for some reason that doesn't feel right for you, like you don't have a regular cycle or you're pregnant or you're postmenopausal or you're on hormonal birth control, we, I'm going to also throw in sort of the equivalent of the lunar cycle phases because it's the exact same and you can, you can align in that way. Um, All right. So when we bleed, uh, actually, let me say this first. I think, again, the seasons are the best way to sort of feel into this energy. Even if you don't live in a place, again, that experiences the seasons, you sort of like know the seasonal energy. So that's one of the ways that we can talk about our inner hormonal cycle is inner winter, inner spring, inner summer, inner autumn. The way it lines up, like I said, is winter is our bleeding time. Spring is follicular or pre-ovulation things start to wake back up. Um, The lights, I like to think about it in this way, right? The lights sort of focus from inward when we're bleeding and then the lights turn outward and our awareness turns more to the outer world and we get more energy um, and we start to feel more connected maybe with, with people like external to us, right? We start to feel more connected in our friendships and our client relationships. Um, then at ovulation, we're at our like peak magnetism. And this is a little bit nuanced because uh, I thought something was wrong with me that I didn't feel great at ovulation. And it's just my own constitution doesn't quite feel great at ovulation. The lights are really focused outwards. And some people call this like superwoman energy. So it's almost like we can go all day, like we can do all the things we can like take care of everyone else. And if we're not careful, we crash and burn at ovulation. All right. It's the peak energy of really outward focus, summer energy connection. And then the lights turn inwards again. And this is the challenge for a lot of people, right? The second half of the cycle. This is my favorite half of the cycle. I love it, but I know that it's challenging for a lot of people. The lights turn inwards and we start to sort of, um, let's see, I think this feels challenging for a lot of people who don't have that inner connection with themselves. This is where PMS, quote unquote, PMS comes in, because we're sort of forced to meet ourselves. We're forced to meet ourselves. Um, I call this like reflect and reconcile. So it becomes glaringly apparent where we haven't been living in our truth, where we haven't been tending to us and we haven't been, where we haven't been aligning. We have that whole luteal premenstrual autumn energy. And then we turn way inwards in winter. Now, as it relates to our business and how we can sort of structure our life in that way, knowing that the whole first half of the cycle, we're more outwardly focused. This is where I, um, I advise, you know, like scheduling your launches around this time, right? So like launch energy or sales energy or, um, Yeah, I think launch and sales energy are like a really good two for the first half of the cycle. And then I feel extra creative in the second half of the cycle because the lights are turned inwards. I can hear myself think more. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm saying. Like, oh, this is this is my purpose again. Right. And so I find that if I batch a lot of content in that second half of my cycle, I have it ready to go in the first half of my cycle. I can focus on my people. I can focus on my clients. I can focus on that outward facing And I have sort of like my stuff ready that I did in the period of time where I'm like, yeah, I'm really connected to me, right? I'm really connected to me. I can almost hear, um, I can almost like hear the, the universe speak through me or speak to me a little bit more in that second half too. 
I just took like 10 pages of notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna have to go like re-listen to all of that. But like, I just feel like that's a great pause place to just go like, whoa. So if you're listening and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. I'm going to like re-listen to this about 10 times so that I can understand it and like really take it in. Do you have any other, any other things that you're like, oh, this is really important to know about this part of your cycle or how to, um, approach your life or business with it? Yeah. So, yeah. So that was a lot. And that was fast. If you're like, oh my God, like what, what's the first thing I can do? The first thing I think is paying extra attention to and sort of, um, reconnecting with your relationship with your bleed. Cause that's the part of the cycle that's most undermined, just like in the year, the winter energy where we're actually invited to rest, that's most undermined because of its inherent lack of production, right? If we're trained to value production and output and doing things for other people and being all the things for everyone, we really are trained to devalue the inward focus. Um, and there's been so much conditioning around, you know, our bleed being like gross or something that we hide or something that gets in the way of us showing up and doing the thing. So if you're just like, okay, what's like the littlest thing that I can do, the littlest and most impactful thing is taking some time to get familiar with your bleed, even if that's right. And for me, I'm like, take the whole day before the first day and the second day off. But again, if you can't do that, like we were talking about in the beginning, scheduling in just like a afternoon off day, one of your bleed is like the, the, the time to schedule that. If you can only do that on one day, day one of your bleed, if you can only do that for an hour, one hour of day one of your bleed, just to pause, right. Just to let everything fall away and just like feel into your body. There's this incredible thing happening in your body, right? It's like, there's this wisdom happening in your body. There's this connection that we're so trained to undermine. So if that's the one thing you can do, or if that's the one season, right, that you can sort of feel into first, I would say doing that. Just the, just the act of bringing awareness to your cycle is healing in and of itself. Just the act of noting maybe, I mean, if anyone has a, a morning journaling practice, noting, uh, this is the day of my cycle. This is how I feel this morning or in the evening, right? This was the day of my cycle. This is the kind of work that felt good today. And just taking note and bring a, bringing awareness to it, um, turns the volume up on your inner wisdom. That's another way to get connected to your inner wisdom. And then over time you can start to see, okay, I see these patterns. I can set my life up. I can set my business up in this way. Like I was saying, for me, I know that I feel better in this half of the cycle, but that didn't come automatically. That came from me just gathering data, like just gathering data. And that's so different, right? For so many of us, we're trained to like ignore it at all costs, have no idea what part of our cycle we're on until we bleed and we're like, oh, fuck. So bringing awareness to it and then um, deepening into that inner winter, that bleeding time. Uh, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that I went through a really crazy journey um, last year when I got off hormonal birth control, I just felt like I was so out of touch with myself that I, I just had this intuitive hit of like, I need to not be on this anymore. I mean, I mean, I started birth control, what, like 15, 16 years old. So my body just, I was missing that connection and it's been quite a journey over the last year of, of balancing hormones and getting back in touch with my body. But I know that that's something that's been really powerful and learning this stuff um, and, the, and getting this wisdom has really supported that relationship. Do you 
um, have thoughts for women that are still on birth control and how can they still get in touch with these things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to say this and preface this by saying like, I'm not a doctor, right. And, and everybody's body is there. You are the expert on your body. I too, like you was put on hormonal birth control at 15, 16. I was on for 15 years. So I just got off a couple of years ago, like one and a half years ago. And there's just no conversation about it. It's just here. This is what everyone does. It's safe to do it for however many, it's safe to take it every single day for however many decades you're on it. No big deal. And there's no awareness around it. So I would say if it feels safe for you to explore this, right? Just explore. There's a book I haven't read, but one of my clients was telling me about, I think it's called, this is your brain on birth control. Just explore. Like, what is it that I'm putting in my body every day? Is this something that I want to consensually agree to put in my body every single day? And maybe you're like, yep, I do. Right. But just exploring that first. Um, and then if you, again, are like, yeah, I do want to put this in my body every day. Or if, like I said, for some other reason, you are disconnected from your body cycle, aligning with the rhythm of the lunar cycle has, it's the same blueprint. We do the same, the same thing. And it gives us this chance to sort of fall into this inner, inner sort of wisdom and blue and blueprint and rhythm. So this is what I did. I started working with the moon, like five five or six years ago, because I had this, this little like intuitive hit that I was like, wait a second, like there's something more here. There's some rhythm here that I haven't been able to tune into. I didn't think it was an option at the time to go off birth control. So I started following the moon and that's super easy because it's 29 and a half days, every single cycle. It's so predictable. We can like look at the lunar calendar months from now, right. Versus our body where it's like, Hmm, it's a little bit more nuanced and irregular. So you can start looking at just like the new moon and the full moon, right? And just looking at those energy polarities at the new moon, it's a little bit more inwards, feminine. Maybe I schedule um, more downtime, less social time. Maybe I schedule my like yummy self-care massage, you know, around then. And then at the full moon feeling, okay, the energy's heightened. I'm a little more connected. Maybe I can plan like a like a goddess experience, right? Or I can plan, you know, hanging with a group of my girlfriends or something like that, or I can plan a launch or I can plan whatever. And just feeling those two energies. Um, And again, it's like just bringing awareness to it is huge. It's a huge re-remembering for us just to bring awareness to it. Do you suggest the same thing for postmenopausal women? Following the cycle? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay, beautiful. And women- women who are pregnant, who are not cycling. I mean, I feel like I could talk to you for another three hours. Like this has just been (laughs) so valuable and so cool. Like I just, I love being a student. So thank you for being on here and for sharing your wisdom and your magic and your journey and all of the things, where can people find you if they want to work with you? Um, Instagram is where I hang out, where like I post all my offerings first. I'm on there all all the time. So my Instagram is maya.basic and you'll link it in the show notes. Amazing. Yeah. So that's definitely where, uh, the best place to find me. And then through Instagram, you can find all my other links and, and stuff like that. Awesome. And before we finish, I have two questions for you. One is, is there anything else that you feel like women in leadership, powerful women who want to have it all, who are just boss queens, boss babes, like 
what do they need to know? Is there anything that you haven't shared today that, that you feel they need to hear? Hmm. Um, that there's a lot of power in doing it the feminine way. And it doesn't just mean, again, soft and flower petals. There's a lot of power. There's a lot of queen power. There's a lot of wild woman power. There's a lot of wise woman power in doing it the feminine way. Um, and, and that's such a rich experience. And I think a lot of super, again, super ambitious, goal-oriented women have sort of um, figured out like, okay, if I do it the masculine way, I get ahead, right? And if I do it the feminine way, I fall behind but I want you to know there's so much power. There's so much magnetism. There's so much magic in doing it the feminine way. Hell yeah, girl. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. My last question is you're in an elevator and you're going from floor zero to floor 11 and someone turns to you and they're like, Maya, how do I live my life full out? What do you tell them in that short bite-sized amount of time? Um, I love floor 11. <laughs> I think living unapologetically as you and like bringing all parts of you to the table. Like I just said, there's the wise woman, there's the queen, there's the wild woman. Like we're kind of trained to just be these certain digestible, packageable um, parts of us, but living unapologetically as you and bringing all of that to the table and knowing that you get to be so multifaceted. Like that's, that's, I think the key. Oh, and there's something else. Can I say one more thing? Something else about living full out. Um, there's magic all around you. I think that's it. Like living full out, being just in love with like the magic all around us. It doesn't have to be magic happens when I pull my tarot cards or whatever, but like, look at the sky and like, look at the trees and, and like feel the air around you, right? Like be engaged with and present with life. Um, and you can like fall in love with every moment of it. Even the, even the icky stuff. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for being here. I just love you. I love you. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.